Today on the Topic Show, Bud Lizer Valentine's Day tweet last week is 100% ratioed. Kanye West brings up kids in Chicago suffering when asked about the Israel-Palestine conflict. Vivek on endorsement requirements. SpaceX moves their incorporation to Texas. GM to kill the CD player. Tiger Woods to launch a lifestyle brand. And Kia issues a recall due to an engine defect. All of that and much more on the Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is proudly sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day because I say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's the joke. If you're an IT labor business owner, reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of February, so click that button and let your friends know. I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have GM to kill the CD player in their vans. Yet another example of something that could very well be put into the business blunder section of the show, but I understand, fiscally speaking, perhaps this just makes more sense. Granted, I'm perhaps the only person I know, anecdotally speaking, who actually prefers owning their media and actually does own a couple of their CDs, which, yeah, I guess I could play this on my PlayStation 2 if, I, if you want to... Con- continue to date myself, but nevertheless. Now, specifically, it looks like the vehicles include the General Motors Chevrolet Express and the C, uh, GMC Savannah. They s- note that they still offer a CD player as a factory option, but it's like, let's see here. Starts in Savannah. So now it's only an option, so being by default. And tax on decimal, and they know that changes happens for a mile a year. They actually discontinued the US 8 sound system and its in dash CD player, just like two vans themselves. So it'll be interesting to see. Let's see here GM vans. They're going to push them over to the infotainment tech, which is GM's, I don't want to say bastardized version of an iPad, but like an iPad that can do very, very little. So, I don't know, perhaps, let me know in the comments. Is that something that, am I the only person who really cares about having an old CD player in their vehicle and just popping in a CD and turning on some 41? I mean, yeah, I suppose probably. But let me know. As always, be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Other interesting, <laughs> excuse me, other interesting business use, you have Tiger Woods to launch a lifestyle brand. Now this, after he has been perhaps the most famous golfer in history, though, he does not have a drink named after him. That goes to Arnold Palmer, who is a now famous drink tycoon. Now, it looks like this is according to Rivia Gold over on LinkedIn. They note that after parting ways with Nike, his partner of 27 years, he's going to be starting his own. Which, I can't imagine how much money Nike made off his name. It is probably one of the best ROIs in terms of celebrity endorsement. When you think of golf, you think of one, well, maybe two people. You think Tiger Woods just being the GOAT. Work perhaps being one of the best sports balls analogies for the personification of working like hell, starting as a kid, just grinding it out, getting better and better at his craft. And then, quite the antithesis, and entertainingly enough, you also have John Daly, who I think is best known for the meme, or as the youth might call it, the meme that goes around where you have the juxtaposition of someone who's extremely hardworking and in shape, and then John Daly just shows up and wins, and he is not very much in shape. Now, Woods also said that he will team up again with the golf equipment supplier Taylor made with his new apparel line called Sun Day Red. 
and the sun and the day are two separate words. So sun, day, red, and they expected to launch in the US and Canada in May from then before potentially expanding into other markets, adding footwear, women's, and children's lines. The name references Wood's iconic red final round clothing. So that's great for the golf community. If you're, well, I was gonna say, they have, you have gearheads in the automotive community, perhaps, what would you call someone who's a golf enthusiast? Hmm. Funny hat community? They do have entertaining hats and outfits. I'm not sure what you would call a golf enthusiast, but you would have to be really into golf to get this reference. Like, I don't know golf except for the major names. I know, more accurately, I know the business of golf just because I'm kind of a business nerd, but like, how many, if he, he wants this to be a mass market product, I'm actually surprised he just named it after himself. Instead, he chose Sunday Red. And they also note that the new brand will stern from the new company with its own staff and headquarters, offering what it calls premium apparel. They also note that Woods has used TaylorMade's clubs since 2017, following a sponsorship deal. So, I mean, in terms of Tiger Woods, this business relationship is brilliant. He doesn't have to worry about setting up a factory, worrying about supply chains, manufacturing. This very much seems like a traditional pseudo white label thing where he's going to work, obviously, with TaylorMade and this company, utilize their infrastructure where they already have those long-term relationships with all the manufacturers and suppliers, and he'll give input on how the designs come about and kind of make some products from there. But, I mean, he is the most iconic golfer in history. It is fascinating. The name is interesting. Let me know if you think that's a good name. And again, the sun and the day are separate words. Sun, day, red. And it looks like a skeleton, almost like a skeleton of a cheetah or some type of running animal. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I feel like in terms of marketing and advertising, they should have done, I don't know, something more, something for the average consumer. Although, granted, they say it's a high level. Maybe they only want the premium people in golf. They have copious amounts of capital. They can invest in the $12,000 carbon fiber banana falcon club that they use on the field once a year. Kind of golf on there. But maybe they don't want the mass market. So in that case, maybe it makes sense. But still, it almost seems like a business blunder in and of itself to have that name that, again, that, my, my parents won't know what that means. My friend, like non-golf friends certainly won't know what that means, but they know the word, they know Tiger. They know Tiger Woods. I guess you do have the little Tiger Cheetah logo, but I, again, I mean, he could have just called it Tiger Woods Apparel, and I mean, everyone would know that. So I, I'm kind of shocked he didn't capitalize on that more. Maybe there's, maybe there's a reason we don't know about, but again, it'll be fascinating to see how he grows and builds his business. He certainly has the fan base, and golf is one of those fascinating sports that increases in popularity, and people who are active in golf usually do have disposable capital to invest or not an investment, you're buying clothing so you can go down in value, except when you buy a good suit and make it last a lifetime. That's a good ROI. But for most golf apparel, I mean, it's a luxury item. And if you're in golf, more likely you probably already purchased them. So it makes sense. But as I always say, time shall tell. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Anheuser-Busch Valentine's Day tweet is 100% negative feedback in the first couple hours, as youth might say they were ratioed to say the least. Now, this, interestingly enough, this is the social media profile that gets the least amount of visceral hate and disgust and, as youth might say, ratioed with negative comments. Since, again, uh, I mean, the number of people who know the brands behind Budweiser, 
the less and less people, the larger, the more you zoom out from the situation, the less people realize. Because everyone in America knows the word, the brand Bud Light, and a couple of them might know Anheuser Busch, and even fewer of them know Anheuser Busch InBev, which is the new global company headquartered in Belgium. Now, interestingly enough, they said this from their ex Twitter account. They said, quote, tag someone you'd give your last rose to, hashtag Valentine's Day. And it looks like they're on some type of dirt road. Perhaps it's in their, not the horse stables, but uh, somewhere around the corporate campus. So the background is just dirt. Not even high quality. You probably get better dirt at Home Depot, but nevertheless. And it's a, it is a cute Dalmatian. And then it's a flower, you know, a flower being offered to the Dalmatian, which again, in terms of brand apparel, I would have done, again, the most iconic mascot that Anderson Bush InBev has is probably the Clydesdale horses, which they have been using on the Budweiser social media profile lately, but I'm surprised they didn't just lean into it and just do the same thing here. Instead of using the Dalmatian, which they do use, but much more rarely, just use the Clydesdale horse that everyone knows already. Or if they want to lean into, again, they're paying Shane Gillis millions of dollars, they could have done something where they're handing him a, a rose and he looks like Danny making, making cheese sandwiches at the night. Like, there's a lot of things they could have done with this. I guess perhaps this is like, like the safest bet on some might say, but they didn't pan out. Now, again, I wrote down, it happened last week, but I wrote down the statistics 24 hours after it was posted, and it got less than 3,000 views. I mean, not to brag, but last month I got a video with 4,000 views. Once or twice. It has happened, statistically speaking. And it got 2,332 views, only 45 likes, which is terrible to say at least, which, another friendly reminder for you to take one one-thousandth of a second to like this video, as I would greatly appreciate it. You only got nine comments, which, again, is terrible. This is a holiday that many Americans celebrated last week. It's something that most of these big companies are putting out marketing materials. And, I mean, a more persuasive thing would have been to have, say, we're going to choose one of the people who responds to give a free six-pack to their significant other. So you can give your husband a free six-pack of beer. Now, granted, it'd be an Ezra Bush InBev product, so... Fair warning, if you did try that last week, I wouldn't recommend it because it could lead to someone breaking up on Valentine's Day, which would be quite sad. Now, going to the comments section, I was going to say, not to be a spoiler alert, but fascinatingly enough, this looks like there's one more than when I wrote the um, script for this. So there are one or two more comments than original. Is there perhaps a positive comment? Or do they have the rare occurrence where they achieve the Chris Christie effect? A fascinating social media phenomenon where we covered twice in the show where Chris Christie posted something on X Twitter and 100% of the comments were negative, which is a fascinating astronomical statistical outlier because presumably Chris Christie has you know family members, he has friends allegedly, and supposedly he had a campaign staff, rumored enough when he was attempting with his futile attempt to run for Republican nominee. And there are two instances where we went through all the comments of Chris Christie on two of his posts, not a single positive one, which again is almost impressive in terms of ineptitudes. Now, going down to the Anheuser Bush comments. The first one comes from Young Chap 99, and he says, quote, please tell Bud Light to unblock me. They have no sense of humor. I used to love Bud Light, but now they are my least favorite beer. Miller High Life all day. Unquote gained two likes. I'm not going to count this as a positive one. It seems more like a random one. Pamela Hansen Etherton. She simply said, hashtag I run on caffeine, which I I can only assume it's a robot because Anheuser Busch and Bev doesn't make caffeinated products; they make alcoholic products. And perhaps the exception might be back in what was it, the 2000s era with Four Loco. 
I mean, alcoholic products overall slow you down. It's great the antithesis of caffeine. So, I mean, I don't know why she's interested or pretending to be interested in this tweet because, again, this is going to slow you down if you drink it. So we're going to count that no. Nick Schrader says, quote, hashtag drink garbage beer, unquote. It was a good tweet, but no one actually liked it. Nevertheless, Samantha Shurag tagged a friend. No one liked her tweet. She did tweet it, so she just inserted a friend's hashtag. Going to Samantha's profile, she has 700 followers. Joined in 2010, so been around a while. And that's strange. So she has original posts on X Twitter. Usually when there's a positive or neutral post on Anister Bush and Bev or any of their brands on X Twitter, usually there's a robot or someone who has mental mentally as vacuous as a robot where they're just reposting for all the free crap you could allegedly win on social media from coolers to gift cards. And yeah, so we're going to count that as a neutral though because she's not saying anything positive about anything. She just tagged a friend. Which, and again, it... Well, all right, they don't... They don't deserve the Chris Christie effect today. That They were telling people to tag your friend that you give a rose to, and she tagged a friend. So of the, how many is this? Of the nine comments, one person did appropriately tag a friend. The other comments come in from Robert Ramos. He says, quote, And American Sweetheart is Yangling Beer. You're welcome. Getting three likes. Going down more and more. Blue Dog Democrat says, quote, Her? It's her, right? And it's a gif, or as youth might call it, a gif. Of Dylan Mulvaney in short shorts, a tank top, and shoulder length hair. And oh, the details really do add up over time. The nail, what do you call it? The, the, what do women do with their fingernails? They paint them. So painted fingernails uh, dancing around. They got one like, and Dylan is in the text says, normalize the bulge. And that did get one like, though. So even the blue dog Democrats are boycotting or going against the Bud Light. Knight Ronan says, quote, you have tried everything but an apology. And it is a video of someone going to a store where there are copious amounts of Bud Light on the shelves and all over the floor, just not moving at all and not selling. That got two likes. Let's see here. You also have Tony Bruno doing a gif of, or a picture just of Dylan Mulvaney. They got one like. And that's it. Though we can go to the very top. There's that button of the hidden responses that Andrew Bush doesn't want us to see. So... Of course, we're going to click that button and see and talk about them. So we'll call that the bonus button. We click that, and it is from one reply from hashtag right from the D. <coughs> and they say, quote, Dill Mulvaney is the Bud Light, is who Bud Light would, unquote, getting one like before Anderson Bush blocked, or they, I don't know if they blocked this person, they censored that comment. So you can see it, unless you tune into the show or you click that button. So again, not... They had a kernel of a good idea in terms of like a Valentine's Day tweet, but it just didn't pan out right. really doesn't give you more of a compelling reason to buy the product. Fascinatingly enough, to even show the product. I mean, they have pictures of like the Bud Light, like Dalmatians buy a case of Bud Light on like, what was it? I think one was actually on a carriage or something like that. So fascinatingly enough, they do and hilariously enough, and ironically enough, they do have that little, not bold font, very light font to the top right corner that says, of the picture from Anderson Bush, and they say message for 21 plus. Hilarious and ironic, considering they hired Dill Mulvaney for $185,000 to promote their brand, where Dill Mulvaney's average audience member is about 15 years old. And yet they gave Dylan a can commemorating Dylan's 365 days of womanhood, which, 
as Harrison Ford might say, that can belongs in a museum in terms of being the business, business, biggest business blunder in marketing, certainly of my lifetime. And as I think about business history, I can't but think it, I mean, I guess the only one would be worse would be the Osborne effect. Because this didn't put Dan Bush out of business. The Osborne effect from the ADHD story, they were a computer company where they came out with a computer called the Osborne, I think it was the one. And it was just starting to sell the first model. Within a week of them starting to sell it, they announced, oh yeah, we have the Osborne 2. It's so going to have you know twice the memory, all these great features for a lower price. So no one bought the original one hardly. And that caused the company to go out of business. So I suppose we can't say this is the biggest biggest business player in the world because they didn't go out of business. They did lose, rel again, it's a lot, but they did only lose 30% of their sales for Bud Light with other brands, Bud Weiser being down around 12, 10 to 12% and Michael Ultra down around 4% week over week in sales with other brands being about the same of the 40 plus brands they have in the Anheuser-Busch InBev portfolio. But needless to say, their attempt to have Valentine's Day last week was mostly sad and lonely. So I would say, I think as a youth might say, epic fail. But let me know in the comments if you think this is a persuasive good idea. I'll always be fascinated here what you have to say. Other interesting cultural news, Kanye West brings up kids being, their lives taken away in Chicago when asked about the Israel versus Palestine conflict. Now this was first reported on Drama Alert and then is reposted by Daily Loud on X Twitter. And they say, quote, Kanye West gets asked about Israel-Palestine conflict and Kanye says, quote, I got 14 kids dying each week in my city. So talk to me about that, unquote. In parentheses, it said city Chicago. It got 23, oh, 28.4 million views in the first 24 hours, as well as 345,000 likes. And it's only about 25 seconds. So without further ado. I, I don't have enough information on that. I'm okay. straight. I'm straight up from South Side of Chicago, born in Atlanta. I don't have that. I don't have enough information. It's love for everybody, but don't pull me to that conversation. I got, I got people. I got 14 kids dying every week in my city. You know what I'm saying? So talk to me about that. Yes. It's almost like a Trump debate where he realigned the expectations and just moved the question completely, and it does highlight one of the biggest discrepancies in government policies. An overwhelming majority of politicians in the United States, oh, I should say politicians who are more likely Democrat, when they ask for gun laws, they want the same laws on a federal level that are already on the same, they're already in place in Chicago. I mean, Chicago's been Democrat for over 90 years now, and yet the crime rate and the murder rate are consistent, no matter how many laws they pass, which is perhaps the greatest argument for gun control being ineffective, also immoral by disarming uh, law-abiding citizens, and it's, good. it's a good point. Politicians, they seem to always dodge the question of Chicago. And it just gets worse and worse over time. And yet the government resources, they do spend more and more. They, they're increasing the spend rate over there for government programs. And yet, why aren't more politicians actually putting out ideas that actually help the city? I mean, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting different results. And if you think of all the things in the world that are affecting Americans, and again, I understand the Israel-Palestine conflict is one of the longest debates, perhaps, of our well, multiple lifetimes, actually, has been going on for decades. And a lot of, we really don't see a lot of politicians bringing up local issues when there are a lot of, and it's, it's heartbreaking, there are a lot of children in Chicago who are, their lives are being taken prematurely. And a lot of it is gang violence as well. And yet, I don't see a lot of 
really effective proposals being put forth to resolve that issue. So I think in terms of Kanye's response, that that was pretty darn good for Kanye. He's again, he's had his outliers and he's had his faux pas and I guess as youth might say, or granted, wait, this is probably a old folks saying, but put his shoe in his mouth, so to say. Well, actually, it's a pretty good pun considering it cost him about a billion dollars when he lost that Adidas deal. But nevertheless, let's see if, what, are the, what are the folks in the comments thinking. One of the most vitriolic, one of the most controversial issues. Are they all agreeing with Kanye? Or are they ratioing him, as youth might say? Let's dive in and find out. One of the first ones comes from Winnie Scola, says, quote, That's a damn good answer. Really, kids dying in a city he finds more relevant than what's going on over there. Good response, IMO. I'm quoting 50,000 likes. Mo says, quote, that's a good answer. Really, Americans really need to focus on what's happening in America, unquote. Getting 43,000 likes. Tito says, quote, he's not wrong. Everyone always trying to pull the love for all card when it benefits them highly. Unquote, getting 9.4 thousand likes. Interestingly enough, I do pay for the X Twitter Banana Falcon premium package. So it's not the super premium, so I do get ads. And there is an advertisement on this for, what is it, for Palestine, which in terms of private placement, I guess that makes sense. It's right where it's in the conversation. Let's see here. Third Eye says, quote, Kanye West response when he asked about the situation in Palestine. Oh, he just repeated the quote. Not very original, but he did get 7.6 thousand likes from that. T Talk, interesting. They say, quote, the media and reporters are configured to always trigger Kanye, and when he speaks, they quote him out of context, leave this man alone, unquote. And that got 11,000 likes. Life simply said, wow, this made me respect Kanye, unquote, getting 10,000 likes. Insane World Events says he keeps it real, and he has a man giving a salute, getting 4.3 thousand likes. Let's see here. Tav says, quote, asking a black man from the hood questions about lives in places overseas when we have issues to focus on in our own communities is disrespectful. Even if we did comment or speak on those issues, our words will be twisted and apparently unacceptable. Unquote. That got 4.1 thousand likes. Here. Uchina says, quote, journalists will just about ask anything to have them canceled. Meanwhile, and they have a little article that says in 2024, Americans have 15.1 million vacant homes while homelessness is at all-time high of 650,000 human beings without housing. It's a nice way of saying homeless. And again, giving a homeless person a home is not a long-term, doesn't do anything for them long-term because again, and that is no time for no time. But again, a lot of it is mental health. A lot of it is family. They don't have family and friends support and community support. It's not just giving them a place. That, that's My analogy would be that's putting a bandaid on a situation and you would need to have a a greater scope of actions if you want to help them long-term. But no topic for another time, I understand. Go down here really quick. Let's see. Bernardo Benz says, quote, they're just trying to see what he'll say to use it against one quote, getting 1,000 likes. Let's see here. Interestingly enough, that was a... Interesting. So there's an advertisement for uh, Palestine to support them. Then there's another advertisement for Zion Oil and Gas. And their advertisement is empower Israel's energy independence, learn and invest today. So interestingly enough, that is on the timeline as well. So everyone is advertising on this and I mean, product placement. Yeah, it makes sense. Do one more here. Let's see here. 
Raphael says, quote, what is Kanye's business with that? They always try to set him up, unquote, getting 526 likes. So it's fascinating to see, culturally speaking, I mean, last year, Kanye, again, he put his foot in his mouth. He made some horrific statements. Culturally speaking, he was basically outcasted. I mean, even his bank got rid of him. They debanked him, which kind of fueled a lot of conspiracy theories when they're saying, oh, yeah, people are getting debanked because of their political beliefs and their statements. And then the banks did just that. And again, I don't think it is a religious conspiracy. I think, eh, I'm actually not sure why the bank would do that because prior to that, I don't think anyone knew the bank, like they didn't have an endorsement deal where people would know, oh yeah, I'm gonna bank with Chase because Kanye works there, or he doesn't work there, he works, he works with uh, Chase. No one really, as far as I know, that wasn't a public, it certainly wasn't a PR thing in terms of people knew he used that bank. So that is a little unusual. They would actually, and again, I've talked to people in other industries. There are some industries where if the two is perceived controversy, Chase, they will actually get rid of you as a client. Uh, so it's, a lot of people in the firearm industry will see that. So it's not unprecedented, but it is interesting that, again, no one really knew that he used that as a bank. But another topic for another time. It's fascinating to see, it, again, this is anecdotal evidence. This is one post on X Twitter. But it seems to be almost as if the tides are shifting where there are more people supporting Kanye now than last year. So it'll be interesting to see, does he increase in popularity? Does he... I'm not sure if he wants to come back with a new album, or obviously he does a lot of things from fashion apparel to music entertainment. So it'll be interesting to see what the future is for Kanye, but from a social media perspective and culture perspective, it seems like more and more people are maybe forgiving him for his uh, actions last year, and maybe he will increase in popularity. But as I always say, time shall tell. Now going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek on his endorsement requirements going viral. Now, this comes from Vivek's personal ex-Twitter profile, and again, it was last week, but still I think it's pertinent because people put a lot of importance on significance on endorsements and also known as like a seal of approval. And I mean, within 48 hours, it's got 1.7 million views and 34,000 likes, which is quite many to say the least. Yeah, I would say a good average for Vivek's tweets, usually between 600,000 and a million views per tweet or per post. So definitely went above more than usual. Now, it is a little bit lengthy. However, I think it's worth reading, so we'll dive in. So without further ado, Vivek says, quote, I'm honored by the influx of endorsement requests, but let's be honest, most endorsements are meaningless. So here's what we're doing. Any candidate whom I endorse in this cycle will make a hard commitment to the following principles. One, the government will elect and run government. Oh, she's Louise. Again, I am not a speaking expert by any means. However, I have a theory. I made a lot more speaking errors when I first started the show. Spoke a lot faster. I would stumble over my words, mispronounce things even more, believe it or not. But as we got more subscribers, the speaking, it's gotten a little bit better. Just a modicum of improvement, some might say, but an improvement nevertheless. So I have a theory. The more people that subscribe, the better my speaking will get. So yet another friendly reminder, if you could click that like button and subscribe button, it might just help me improve more and more. And it might prove that theory to be true. So I'd especially appreciate it. So again, I will attempt to read the requirements that Vivek has. Quote, one, the people we elect to run government should actually run the government. 1A, favor 75% headcount reduction in federal and state bureaucrats. 1B, if it's state action in disguise, the Constitution still applies. The U.S. government cannot use private companies to do through the back door what government cannot get done through the front door under the law. 1C, shut down irreparable government agencies. 2. The first and only moral duty of the U.S. leaders is to U.S. citizens. 2. A. Homeland defense should be the top priority of all national defense spending. 
to B, end foreign aid to any country whose national debt per citizen is less than ours and defund international institutions hostile to U.S. sovereignty. To C, require disclosure of dual citizenship for all public officials who expose any conflicts of interest, or sorry, to expose any conflicts of interest. Three, public service is about service to the people, not oneself. Three A, end trading of individual stocks by members of Congress and bureaucrats. Three B, 10 year ban on lobbying for politicians and bureaucrats. Ban corporate board memberships for entities they regulated. Three C, eight year term limits for elected officials and bureaucrats. Four, the absence of national pride is an existential threat to our nation's future. We must fill that void. Four A, every high school senior should be able to pass the same civics test that every immigrant must pass to become a voting citizen in this country. For B, veterans, benefits, and military compensation should be tax-free. For C, shut down the government department of education and put that money back into the parents' pockets to empower educational choice, unquote. And it is fascinating. Someone who has no political experience has more ideas people than people who have been working there for decades or their whole lifetime, which, granted, as we know, I'm not a fan of most politicians, so I guess we shouldn't be too surprised. But, again, I think it just goes to show you the power of, well, one, working, coming, having some experience in the private sector. Because, again, I think a lot of these points are exceptionally correct. Again, you look at the U.S. military, they have the lowest memberships in years. Every branch failed their recruitment efforts and their recruitment goals, with the exception of the U.S. Marines. Which I would argue, partially because they have the least amount of politics in terms of changing them. And they also have some of the best marketing in terms of... They have a pride and they have a history that they also advertise. But every other branch is missing their recruiting goals. And less and less people are patriotic. There are some places where there are more people flying the Ukraine flag in the United States than the United States flag. And a lot, you see the public schools, they don't teach patriotism anymore. I think that's a huge contributing factor of why we are, our military is decreasing in headcount. Now, a couple of those other, others are especially important as well. I mean, reduction, headcount would be great. And again, we are... I understand why the U.S. gives all this money to other countries when we are in debt. It's in a futile, some might say a futile attempt to keep the U.S. dollar stable because if you give someone money, they're going to spend it in, they're going to spend your money. They're not going to use it in other nations. So that is a big argument of why we give so much money to other, I was going to say businesses, other countries overseas. I mean, the big issue is the U.S. just keeps going to the negative year over year under Democrats and Republicans. And they just keep spending money. And again, someday that debt will be called up. And it's, this so it's almost an unfathomable amount of debt. Thirty-four trillion dollars. It's out of control, and we really need to rein in our spending. It's it is concerning to say the least, and I think that's not a good point in terms of. I mean, public service. Yeah, it used to be something where you are making a huge sacrifice to serve your country in terms of going to D.C. and being involved in in that type of realm. And now it's it is actively a way to enrich your portfolio. Now, it does take a vast amount of resources to get there as well. It's just kind of the game, name of the game in terms of you need you need a huge amount of resources for advertising, for marketing, to get the word out there, to campaign. It's, it's not a cheap thing in and of itself. But don't get me wrong, even when they take those costs into effect, then you factor in their salary, their healthcare benefits. They're overall, they're just making a phenomenal ROI, I would argue, on the bigger government level. When it's a small thing like your local mayor or op- that that you're probably losing money in most cases. So, I don't know. I think it's exceptional and great ideas from Vivek, but perhaps I'm alone in this assessment. Let's go into the comments and find out. One of the first ones has a GIF, and perhaps one of the best ones 
it's uh, the Final Cut Michigan said, quote, I knew it. And it's a good old Scooby-Doo meme or juxtaposition of two pictures. We have Freddy. And he's about to unmask the the uh, perpetrator of the or the bad guy of the show. And it's Vivek. And he takes the mask off. And it's Vivek, but it's dressed off as George Washington. And the caption is, let's see who you really are. And he takes it off. They got 4,000 likes. See here. Sansa Frash 84 says, quote, stop the government from spying on Americans. This sounds like a dream come true. Let's make it a reality. Unquote, gained 1.7 thousand likes. Chris Maidment says, quote, while I do not agree with Mr. Ramaswamy on everything, putting concrete requirements on endorsements makes a lot of sense. That's how you find candidates that support your agenda. Unquote, gained 2.3 thousand likes. And yes, that is very true because a lot of times they just, it's almost as cliche as a celebrity putting their seal of approval on some type of energy drink or something like that. I mean, it's not like they're going to the labs and researching it and they're actually looking at the data of, oh, what's this energy drink going to do for the average person? They're like, do I even consume this? And more often than not, I'd say probably not. Same thing with politicians. They say, oh yeah, I endorse that person. What does that really mean though? You're just saying you like them? And there's really no, there's not a lot of concrete things that really make things stick. That's why I think we're always so disappointed by politicians. They never actually, many of them never follow through on the things that they promulgate. Uh, Red Wave Press says, quote, endorsements are fairly useless. I want our candidates to commit to putting America and conservative agenda first. Too many Republicans get elected and vote Democrat. This needs to end. Follow if you agree. Unquote, gained 457 likes. And yes, that brings home a good point. There are a lot of rhinos are pejoratively known as Republicans in name only, where they run as a Republican, but then they vote. Once they get to D.C., they vote Democrat, which fascinatingly enough, you don't see that from Democrats ever. Seems to only be Republicans who are lying about what side they really align with. You have Bulldog for Vivex. says, quote, Vivek's American First 2.0 vision is on point and starts in November 2024 with President Trump's victory and hopefully Vivek as his VP. Unquote, gained 415 likes. Do one more here. Eric Wages says, quote, this is a clear, concise, and logical and what every American should be thinking of when they vote. Vivek Ramaswamy is a blessing for America First movement. We need more people like him in the government to turn this country around. Follow if you agree. Unquote, getting 323 likes. So it looks like I'm trying to see our favorite contrarian, Luke Zaliski, is actually not on this chain. Interesting enough, he usually is one of the more leftist people who reply on these political posts. Uh, let's see. And this might be one of Vivek's most liked posts ever. Because again, I'm trying to see, because, let's see here. Yeah, a lot of people just giving him accolades, saying this is America first. I mean, we need to hold politicians accountable. Says, so youth might say he went viral, to say the least. And I think it'd be a good idea to actually have some requirements and have some, almost like a, be interested to see if you can get a contract where if you win someone's endorsements, I mean, I'm not sure how you'd enforce it. You know, if they were to break it or once they get in the office, they'll follow through. I mean, it certainly damaged their reputation, but it'd be fascinating to see if you could somehow legally hold them, lead them, hold them to the requirements. That'd be an interesting conversation. But I guess we shouldn't be too be, should be too surprised if Vivek continuing to knock it out of the park with his statements, and it'll be fascinating to see where he ends up in terms of his political career. But I can't help but think it is going to be a pretty bright future. Other interesting political news: Elon moves SpaceX over to Texas. Now, this is coming off of the fact that the Delaware, let's say the politically bent Delaware judge stole Elon's bonus of a couple, like 50 plus billion dollars, where Elon, the board directors and the shareholders a couple years back, all agreed on a massive compensation package only if 
Elon were to achieve basically the unachievable. No one thought he was going to hit those metrics. He worked like hell. He slept in the factory and he built a team out. Everyone worked hard. He made the impossible happen. And then the judge is saying, well, we, we're, we're not, we're a couple of one or two angry investors are going to sue you. And now we're not going to pay you. So he basically worked for free. And yet all the shareholders, they all got the upside. They all got the benefit, which seems pretty immoral to have someone work for free, but that's just me. So that is a huge thing where more businesses are going to, again, a wise man once said, you might not be interested in politics, but politics very much cares about you. And a lot of business leaders are seeing the writing on the wall, especially with this case in Delaware, where they're thinking, well, this seems pretty politically motivated. This doesn't seem right. You have the government telling them they can't pay the CEO. Why would I stay in the state? So I very much like how Elon was one of the first people to do massive job cuts in social media companies. And the result in terms of the end product was about the same or better for the end user. I think we're going to see a lot of businesses start to relocate out of Delaware because of that case. And they're going to go to more business-friendly areas like the great state, or some might argue the country, of Texas. Now, Elon said specifically on X Twitter, he said, quote, SpaceX has moved its state of incorporation from Delaware to Texas. If your company is still incorporated in Delaware, I recommend moving to another state as soon as possible, unquote. And within 24 hours last week, that got 20.5 million views and 265,000 likes. And again, I can't help but think there's going to be overwhelming support for Elon. And he also did actually post the picture of the certificate from the Office of the Secretary of the State of Texas. And they say that this the, the underside as Secretary of State of Texas hereby certifies that the a filing instrument for Space Exploration Technologies Corp. File number 800-475-804, converting to Space Explorations Technology Corp. File number 805-421124. They say that this has been received by the state of Texas, signed, sealed, or as these might say, signed, sealed, and delivered. So I can't believe it's going to be overwhelming popular support for not only him doing this, but it'll be interesting to see if some shareholders and more people start to do, maybe they start to push for that. Now, according to the comments, lives of TikTok said, quote, awesome, 3.4 thousand likes. Now, the Cassier letter, or rather, uh, the Kobayashi letter, they say, quote, over 60% of the Fortune 500 companies are already headquartered in Delaware. Nearly 80% of all the IPOs in the United States are registered in Delaware. Delaware has been known to be a corporate-friendly state. It is the beginning of a, is this beginning of a major shift away from Delaware, unquote, gained 2.3 thousand likes. And yes, I subsequently think, yeah, absolutely. Especially if you have a very active long-term CEO or long-term board of directors. I think they're all going to, because again, this also, that ruling also, I don't know how the youth might say, throw shade or disrespect at the board of directors. Because again, the board of directors also agreed to pay Elon that amount. Everyone agreed. And yet once Elon achieved the unachievable, then a couple of angry investors said, oh no, we, we don't agree with this. We should get your labor for free. The Right Angle News Network says, quote, every business and company needs to get out of blue states immediately. Stuff is going down in blue states and blue states and blue cities. It's time to get out. I'm quoting 3,000 likes. Marjorie Taylor Green Press release parody account says, quote, Texas is the best state for business. Great move, Elon. It's time for every business owner to get out of Democrat-run states. I'm quoting 5,000 likes. Now, I don't think they're actually going to leave in terms of presence or sales because, again, Look at California, it's one of the largest markets on the planet. I mean, for automobiles alone, it's the 10th largest market on the planet. It's bigger than some countries. So there's an overwhelming 
compelling reason to do business in there, but to be legally headquartered there and have your entity based there, that's where, again, it also moved to another state. You also get your taxes lowered a lot. There's a reason that Elon moved the Tesla headquarters out of California to the great state of Texas. Sassfast A4 says, quote, welcome to Texas. They're thrilled to have you. Gained 3.4 thousand likes. Live PD Dave says, quote, Delaware cannot be trusted. Sleazy state officials retaliating against you and your company simply because you spoke against crooked Joe Biden's horrible, dishonest, and corrupt administration. I'm quoting 1,000 likes. Bradbury Press says, quote, this is the first of many businesses that will flee Delaware. They they messed around and now they're going to find out. Getting 706 likes. Let's see if there's, I'm trying to see if there's any contrarian statements. Uh -huh. No, there's a lot of memes of just, you know, leaving and going to Texas. Uh, a lot of the meme of Elon saying, go F yourself when he was at the, when he was referring to Disney a couple months back. Let's see here. So yeah, this, again, this was overwhelming positive, positive feedback for Elon. And I think it's, I don't think it's going to be a massive exodus, especially because a lot of things, bigger businesses also relatively, they move slow when it comes to taking certain actions. So I don't think we're going to see the results overnight. I think you'll start to see less businesses start to off the bat incorporate and start the company in Delaware. And subsequently, I think over time, and again, it might be just one or two businesses a fiscal quarter, but that adds up. And I think they're going to go to more business friendly states. But let me know if you think differently. Do you think it's a good move for Elon and SpaceX? Be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Kia having a recall due to a engine issue. So this is, again, one of the worst things for a vehicle because just like EVs, if there's an issue with the battery, it's one of the main components of the vehicle. Now, granted, you can replace a gas engine for a couple thousand dollars as opposed to a battery costs tens of twenties, thirty thousand dollars plus. So in my opinion, you know where I stand when it comes to having a manual transmission and a good old ICE engine. But back to Kia. Now, they know that Kia is recalling 2,872 of its 2024 Telluride vehicles. That's the most weird name I ever heard for a car in years tell you ride i guess it's instructing you tell you ride that's how it's spelled although the u is just it's not spelled out y-o-u it's just you now they note that the engine valve springs may break while driving which can result in loss of drive power and possibly create a hole in the engine block oh a hole now oh, this is hilarious now the national highway, the government national highway traffic association in the usa today they actually spell out how detrimental that can be think of having your heart and just having a hole shot in it that's about what will happen. That's about the feeling you get for that. That's how the engine feels when there's a, you know, when there's a hole in the engine block. It is one of the saddest things that happen to a car. Now, they note that the hole in the engine block increases the risk of fire and loss of drive power increases the risk of a crash. It's funny. They did spell that out. Now, they note that to resolve this issue, Kia dealerships will replace the engine sub-assembly free of charge to affected vehicles. Owner notification letters are expected to be mailed by April 5th or... As usual, just tune into this show since we're usually a couple months ahead of when the physical mail comes. Then you also have to trust the U.S. Postal Service to get it to you, which, talk about a gamble if I ever heard one. Now, they also note that owners may contact Kia customer service at 1-800-333-4542. Again, if you want to reach out to Kia to see if your specific vehicle is affected, reach out to them with your vehicle identification number, or also known as your VIN, also known as that piece of metal on the dashboard. Again, that number is 1-800-333-4542. And they note that the number for the recall is S as in Sam, C as in Cat, 296. So SC296. And it does affect the 2024 Telluride. Tell you ride. 
or I guess as they will be known now, tell you not ride. So not great, especially because again, this isn't salt. This is something that's actually to the drivetrain, the main heart and component of the vehicle. So this repair is not going to take two minutes and they're just popping off a piece of plastic and putting another component or widget in there or repairing the phalange. It's going to actually take some mechanical engineer. If mechanics are going to have to get up in the grill, as youth might say, and fix this. So you're going to have downtime, potentially have to worry about renting a vehicle or if your local dealership will loan you one. And again, it doesn't go to, it's not good for the company brand when Kia, they've come a long way, especially the past 10 years, thanks to German engineering. That's kind of a joke, but true. A lot of uh, engineers from BMW and Volkswagen actually went over, and executives actually went there over to good old Kia, as well as Hyundai, same thing, Kia Hyundai. And that's one of the reasons I think you see the cars exponentially increase in quality, not just the interiors and the design, but also overall reliability. Now, that being said, they were, used to be compared to bob, bobsled going down a hill in terms of reliability. I think Jay Leno said that prolific, uh, famously back in the 90s. But again, to have your brand being increasing so much in popularity, increasing so much in just the respect of the brand and safety, and then have a recall that, again, it's, it's free to you, but it takes your time, your energy, and doesn't bode well for the brand reputation of the company. That, gotta say, that is still the business blunder of the day. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in. Again, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of February. So if you click that button, I greatly appreciate it. Also, leaving a thumbs up, thumbs down, or comment. It's a great way to give me some additional feedback. Also, sharing the show helps with the magical YouTube algorithm. Lastly, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. Heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe and fight the good fight.